motto of my life for the next month is going to be sleep as much as I can. Yeah? Yeah. I'm just, I like the thought of having another child, but it's, <laughs> I'm dreading it. I'm dreading the sleep de depravity. Yeah, that's so funny. Like last night, Whitney and I were talking about it. And having a kid really makes you realize like what we put our parents through as oh, yeah. kids. Yeah, it just it's such a whole nother perspective on life. Like once you have a kid, mm -hmm. you know, and now you I think I Whitney and I were both talking like about how much more we appreciate everything our parents did for us. Yeah, it helps you, you know? see it through such a different light as well. You know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's easy to get i think especially when you get older as like a teenager sometimes it could be i mean mm -hmm. my parents are pretty chill and relaxed for the most part yeah i mean they once i got to the age of like 14 they're like yeah just you know do whatever <laughs> like get keep your grades up don't get in trouble you know do well and sarah and i were pretty like go get her sufficient yeah so it wasn't a huge deal uh i'm sure if we were not they would have been more like uh what's going on guys yeah but even in like or like, middle, like elementary school and stuff like that, like it just mm -hmm. like rules and things like that that you look back on as a kid and you're like, I can't believe they made me do that or I couldn't understand. And then you look back and you're like, man, like why yeah. did I just listen? I find myself a Levi being like, Levi, this is for your good. I'm, yeah. I promise yeah. you, like eating <laughs> you the sausage understand. will not kill you. Like, <laughs> please eat it. Well, my if he's allergic. He's not. He has it all the time, but it's shaped in a circle, but, so he doesn't want it. It's. I so. mean, you know, it is what it is. And then uh, we were we had uh, we had dinner with some friends on Friday night. Yeah, and we were just talking about how like they're they're having their second, and they just told us what the gender was and all of that. But um, we were also talking about just work and life and how we don't feel like adults. Like he's pretty high up in his company that he's in, and. Mm -hmm. you know they're they're good members of society like contributing members of their community and it's just like where when do you feel like an adult i don't think it ever happens no I i've decided so i look at other parents and i'm like wow there's so much more parenty than i am like yeah. i'm like a child you know yeah there's somebody down the street who is 28 and has three mm -hmm. kids and Dang. i didn't know they were that old but um yeah I'm like, man, you got, I, in my mind, I'm thinking like they are just their parent, like they're old, mm -hmm. you know, their parents, they're all established, like they're actual adults. Yeah. And then I found out their age. I was like, oh, wow. Um, that's actually, you guys are pretty young too. And it just changed the whole dynamic. But it is, yep. um, I don't know. I, I definitely think no matter what, like I just, people are, uh, I bet if you asked like our parents, they would say like, oh yeah, we're not, there's some child parts to us still. Yeah. And I think every, that, that just goes to one of the themes I think we've talked about over and over on this shows how everybody's just trying to figure it out. We don't need to act like we have it all together. And, you know, you know. speaking of act like you have it all together, your golf game, Scott, um, you it's talk very to you much it. together. <laughs> it really is. I'm, I'm very upset. <laughs> I um, went and got fitted to it for a driver last week. Mm -hmm. And did the whole golf galaxy thing that Andrew recommended, and it was really informative. Like, yeah, fitting wise for somebody at my level, the guy was like, "I'm gonna help you out, but you know, most of your stuff is gonna be swing if you're just gonna be mm -hmm. playing once a month amateur." Like, yeah, um, it's 
just you're let's just get this out of the way first sir you're an amateur <laughs> yeah he was like um what's your price range and i was like you know like you know like i don't really spend more than like 400 dollars, which for a driver is pretty cheap um, 400 that's not cheap i mean cheap i mean for you like, can spend 600 yeah you can spend a lot more but i go i ended up getting one for like 350 but he yeah. um he was like for the putter i was like i need something like i want to keep it pretty cheap he's like well the brand that we have is a hundred dollars. That's the cheapest one. He's like, don't even look at the others. Just get that because <laughs> everything yeah. else is like three hundred dollars, and it's just a stick. The Scotty Camerons? Uh, no, it's like a Tommy something. I don't know. Mm. It's uh like the Dick Sporting Goods Golf Galaxy. Uh, brand. Tommy Armor. Yeah. Um, which he was saying he plays with like he's a, he was a retired CFO who was like CFO for like two Christian universities, mm-hmm. like thirty years. Played golf all the time too. Is part of it um he's retired now moved to sarasota to take care of his mom and his Classic. um yeah and he um what's it called oh but he plays with like pga tour people on the weekends mm-hmm. um it's like he's like i just retired i got bored it's he's like i might as well come here and you know play golf every day and um but he was it was really <laughs> most, cool most florida thing ever oh, for sure but i learned a ton like about spin and angle yeah. and all that jazz so that's good. really cool but i open up a lot and the whole time he was like you're hitting the ball great your efficiency is great you're hitting it right in the middle uh you just have a swing problem and like i found himself i, I found him not wanting to like trying really hard not to give me swing lessons at the same time you know yeah he's, he'd have to remind me like i'm not here to fix your swing but um uh maybe do the- <laughs> maybe do this or yeah yeah because i think for like golf galaxy or any of those places you have to pay separate like if you're getting a fitting that's mm-hmm. one thing or a lesson is a different completely different thing yeah i don't and that's the thing he asked me because i got one of the drivers that that are a little bit more closed in to help offset mm-hmm. opening up mm-hmm. and i was like well, what if i fix my swing and you know then i'm drawing i think drawing is the right word right from going left right to left yeah yeah what if i end up doing that because it's overcompensating now and he looked at me he's like are you really going to do swing lessons and i was like probably <laughs> not but yeah he's like then don't worry about it yeah and that's the thing too like i get in my head with those clubs that like fix your fix your swing you know it's like our you know fix the angle of the club face hitting the ball mm-hmm. and i i don't know I'd rather fix my swing than, you know, no. have a fake fix. Yeah, that's where but, like irons, I'm not going to buy any new irons for a while because yeah. at the end of the day, it's just me sucking, you know? Yeah, apparently like the new philosophy in golf that I've, you know, started hearing whispers of is that driving is one of the most important parts because if you can just knock it like down and get it close, like, and have an easy chip and a putt in, then you're good. Mm-hmm. But if you can't get close to the green off the tee box, then... You're kind of screwed. It's my life. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was pretty fun. I tried it out yesterday. Um, one of the rare weekends where I had a couple hours to myself on a Saturday. Yeah. I went to the coffee shop, rode a little bit, went to the driving range. was like, Man. I got to be back by 1130. Natalie would leave. I were at a trampoline park. Having wow. some fun on a little mommy um, play date from some people from church. Nice. But I get a call at 1130. Well, I, I go back to my bag and I check my phone. I have like three missed calls from Natalie and, you know, a bunch of, of course. Text. Yeah. And it's come down. My car broke. My car battery died at a gas station down, you know, 35 minutes away. You nice. need to come down here. And so perfect. Some apparently 
Like she keeps calling me and giving me updates along the way. Some guy comes and tries to jump her battery. Nothing's happening. And mm-hmm. she's like, he said like the wires were melting. And I was like, no, he, he has them on backwards. I'm pretty sure. And um, he's like, no, I mean, she, she said, he said he double checked. And I was like, I don't, that doesn't happen though. Like that's something sounds off. And then the car is on fire. He said, <laughs> he said, said it's, it's fine. fine. Yeah. <laughs> and so, but then I get a call 10 minutes later saying like, oh yeah, I'm going to do Geico and you have a toad. Five minutes later, another guy comes out with a jump pack and gets it working. And she's able to like drive herself. And it's like, what? Like it, it just worked this time? And she's like, yeah, it just worked this time. Um, but I'm fairly confident that the first man had no idea what he was doing. That's hilarious. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yep. Well, at least you you had a couple hours of shenanigans before that went down. It was uh it was it was quite fun. What uh what were you guys up to this weekend? Um watching we the open. A, yeah, honestly, my boy Cam Smith has been crushing it. He he had the like I think it was the first two rounds he was at 13 under and that mm. was a record for the open oh wow but then he kind of he yeah, didn't fall apart the third round but he he kind of you know didn't do as well as he did the first two rounds and now he's four behind going into the final day today with the open being as it is you know and starting at like eight o'clock to nine o'clock somewhere in there do you think do you think more people are going to skip church today because the open's going on on <laughs> I, I no, I doubt it. Because I mean, you can still get home. It'll probably be ending around two. No, oh, yeah. So you're, the, you're still um, fine to. What's your What's your bet? See the final. I mean, Roy McIlroy is probably going to pull it out. Like he's four strokes in the lead right now. I thought he was tied with uh, Hovland. Well, yeah, he's tied with Hovland, but they're both okay. I guess Roy McIlroy is not four shots in the lead. The two leaders are four mm-hmm. shots ahead of everybody else. Yeah. But I don't know. I saw somebody had a, what eight under the first day. Um, yeah. Yeah. Who was it? I think he I can't remember. Dropped off because I don't remember his name, but tree nagel or something like that. Triangle. He must I have really dropped was. off because I don't. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. He's always oh, five under right now. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, I've been really into watching golf, following golf. I'm I'm all in on golf right now. Yeah. Hey, I mean, it's it is fun. I, I'm I don't know. I'm trying to figure out ways to play when the baby comes. I definitely think meeting <laughs> halfway is going to be the better. Like a Saturday morning might actually end up being the better. Yeah. Thing. Maybe I just bring Levi with me. Yeah. For nine holes, he would ride around in a cart. My uh, top golf is literally right in the middle of us. Oh yeah, he would have a ton of fun with that. Yeah, my my company they're doing a thing at top golf in september mm-hmm. hyped um speaking of your company scott i i don't know if you guys know this listeners at home but i find myself i'm kind of a gamer you know i enjoy video games but i don't enjoy driving games that much but i've really gotten into a game called track mania lately uh, it's a little racing game but it's kind of like scott it's kind of like i don't know if i told you this but it's like csgo in terms of fan base and stuff like that but it's over in europe mm-hmm. Um, or at least like a lot of people follow it. It's in Europe. Right. And the, but I got it and I was playing a little bit this last weekend and Fidelity was a sponsor. And so well, there you go. Yeah. Like I was all over the place. Every, every, like every map I saw Fidelity was putting their little logo up there. 
Look at that. Yeah, Fidelity, Fidelity actually has like a, I don't even know what you would call it, but they're in the metaverse and they have like an office where you can really go to in the metaverse. Yeah. <laughs> like insane. with um, Mark Zuckerberg's thing. Yeah. That's crazy. Right. I, I don't know. How do you feel about metaverse, Scott? Um, I mean, I don't know, man. Have we talked about that before? No, I don't think so. But I, it's it's a thing that's out there. And, you know, Facebook changed their name to Meta. And they always seem to know what they're doing. And Mark Zuckerberg is pretty brilliant, I think. So maybe he's onto something. But then on the flip side of that, I think the vast majority of people do not want to put those freaking VR headsets on and go for it. Yeah, it's like you see in the movie sometimes where you know, entire populations will just be living out their lives in a virtual reality and not yeah. in real life. Like, I feel like that theme and concept has been done a bunch mm-hmm. of different times. But I guess the question is, would you make a good point? Is like, do people actually want that? You know, is it inevitable? Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't think it is. And maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong, but I just, I don't see that actually be becoming a thing and coming to fruition where everybody's living in a virtual reality. No. Like the dystopian hellscape that people assume it's going to be. So Mm -hmm. we're going to have to go into virtual reality or whatever. I just don't see it. And like, I've talked to like a handful of people that are younger than me that like VR is just, it's not a cool thing. And all of the older people that think it's going to become a thing. And you know, these teens are, Mm -hmm. you know, doing whatever i just don't think it's that i don't know i mean i feel like it's probably gonna be more like an escape like i don't know i mean like even entertainment today like we say we don't have virtual reality but there's still like if you talk to a lot of people that are in high school college like and ask them what most of their week looks like i'd say a lot of them would say like 40 to 50 percent of their time is just spent you know watching netflix or something like there are people already tuning out yeah i mean It'll be a thing. I think it'll be a novelty. And yeah, I think people want to escape and there, there's always different ways to escape and get out of it and whatever. But I don't think it's going to be gnarly. No. I'm not a, I'm not very much of an alarmist when it comes to uh, massive stuff like that, like mm-hmm. macro macro stuff. I'm not very much of an alarmist. I'm more of an alarmist when it comes to my own personal life. I assume yeah. the worst is going to happen to me. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I guess people, I guess it's mostly everybody. But even, because I think like macros, are you talking macros and stuff like the government collapsing or money yeah. and stuff like that? Right, yeah. I yeah. still think people, even if it's macro, it's micro in a sense where they're just worried about how it's going to affect them and their family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess that's a good point. But like the I don't like if if the if like the dollar collapses, which I mean is not happening right now in the slightest, but mm-hmm. if that were to happen, then like the it affects me the same way it affects everybody else. So I'm mm-hmm. not super concerned about it. Like no. everybody's gonna be on the same page. But like if I get cancer, then mm-hmm. that's me. Yeah. <laughs> Or if somebody in my family gets cancer, then, you know, that's something I have to deal with just within my own little bubble. Mm -hmm. But if, you know, 
the government gets overthrown, then everybody's in the same boat. So I don't know. That's just, that's the way my brain works. Hmm. But it was interesting. I can relate to that. I feel like though, I don't really think in terms of macro that, or I just don't allow my, my mind to go there. I could just kind of, I don't know. I'd rather be ignorant, but I also think of like, we talked last week about, or maybe two weeks, I don't remember when we talked about recency bias Mm -hmm. of how, you know, like I just hear people, whenever I hear people alarmist, like on news, whatever it may be in blog post, Instagram, like whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. And they're always talking about everything's going to crash, everything's going to go down. It's like people say that all of the time, and they yeah, think literally, like literally all the time. And I'm like, it, it, the same posts have been circulating for ten plus, I mean, more than that, like years and years and years, and nothing has happened. Mm-hmm. And it's like one half the stuff you hear in the news is just uh, it is alarmist to get you to click on it, yeah. to get you worried, to get you bought in, to get some type of emotional reaction, to get you going mm-hmm. more. But secondly, it's like half of the arguments are, well, it's worse now than ever. And it's just not the case. Like, yeah, it's been bad, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, have we, have we talked about that before where it's like people feel like or say that America or the world or humanity is in a worse off place than it's ever been? Like we've yeah. been getting worse and worse. Mm-hmm. But if you look at it statistically, and I know Whitney hates when I do this and like bring statistics into it, mm-hmm. but like statistically speaking, humanity and everything like that is the best it's ever been. Yeah. In terms of like, like starvation, that's de- rates. Yeah, like people, that. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, I do think it's, yeah, it, it is difficult to, re- it's like things, but you think about it, World War II was, only, was not even a hundred years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, the mass murder of millions and millions of people was not just, it was just not even over a hundred years ago or yeah. like all these different tragedies or like scares of cold war, like things like that. Like mm-hmm. there's been global tension going on for a long time. Where yeah. People, I think Since the world's there was going. a globe, there's been tension. <laughs> exactly. Um, but it's like, we just don't, we like why, I don't know. We just, we, we get in ourselves in our mind that it's going to be worse now. And mm-hmm. I think, my mind goes to it's probably not like it's never not saying it couldn't happen. Mm-hmm. You know, like some people were just like, oh, you're just not open your mind or whatever it is. I, I don't think it's not couldn't happen. I'm just saying it's probably very unlikely to. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you know, like Christ is very clear on anxiety and worry about tomorrow. Like, mm. what is it going to do to my add to my life by worrying about what's going to happen? You yeah. Know? I, uh, I so I got a new therapist recently and I had a session with him Friday and it was phenomenal, first of all. But second of all, one of the things we kind of you know got to talking about is like negative self-talk versus positive self-talk. Mm-hmm. And I really get in my head again, like about the like worst case scenario for my own life. And like we were just talking about different things and essentially like that you can't think about the negative things like you can't assume bad things are going to happen because that's no way to live like they're probably not going to happen Mm -hmm. like in my life like my life is going pretty good right now so just be thankful and appreciate the position that i'm in instead of thinking about what would happen if x happened Mm -hmm. like no like x may or may not happen probably won't happen so just be happy be thankful and move on with your life yeah. Like I, I think I have really bad negative self-talk. Like mm-hmm. I 
I really get in my head about things, but like, you know, when you talk it out with a therapist and you kind of name all the things that you're worried about, or you name these things. And then he's just like, well, none of those things are going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, it doesn't help that I've been texting you. You're not going to amount to anything like every morning. <laughs> well, no, Greg has not been doing that. He's a great <laughs> encouraging friend. No, that's awesome, man. I'm glad to hear See, that's well. the that's the other thing too. And like I I'm not bashing you or anything because I do the same thing like with sarcasm and stuff. Like if you're sarcastic all the time and like you say negative things jokingly about yourself all the time or others, then that's mm -hmm. what that's still what you're feeding your brain. Yeah. And like that's still not healthy. Well, Scott, I'm sorry. It was a joke. <laughs> I promise. Okay, and I, I know, but it's like the because I do that thing. I do that same thing too, is, is I always like, I joke about things or I self deprecating humor and, mm -hmm. and things like that. And it's just, maybe that's not the most healthy thing to do. Yeah, probably not. I mean, don't take yourself too seriously, obviously, but also like be encouraging and, and love yourself. <laughs> the you best know? thing to do is just take all the insecurities and just put a lot of like layers around them so you never have to address them you know yeah exactly and then just don't worry about them that's what yeah. i do perfect become then, an onion <laughs> exactly we're pausing counseling a little bit just trying to save up some more money for um the baby so coming. that's where all this nonsense is coming from then huh Greg? <laughs> <laughs> kind of counseling but during counseling it was um definitely like it was peeling back the onion in that mm -hmm. metaphorical sense because there's like layers upon layers you're like oh i didn't if, especially yeah. for someone like me who bottles everything up and doesn't mm -hmm. say anything about it. It's like, oh, like maybe I do feel something or this way or what that way. But yeah, it was crazy. Like he, my, my counselor, this was only my second session with him, but like he asked me a question at the very beginning yeah, and I was like, no, that's not me. Mm -hmm. And then we talked for 45 minutes and he was like, you remember that question I asked you? And you said, that wasn't you. That's you. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. dang it. Yeah. It, it is insane. To, I mean, it's just they talk to people every single day. So, I mean, I guess yeah. it's like yeah. bread and butter, you know, like the golf swing guy. He was like, people come in. I just know, you know, I just I automatically know. Just see. I see where that ball is going to go before they even <laughs> take their first swing. Exactly. Straight right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But otherwise, um, what else is going on in the life of Scott? Uh, the life of Scott. Well, today, because we're recording this on Sunday morning. Yeah. So today uh, we are dedicating Eleanor. Awesome. That's great, dude. Yeah. Should let us know. We could come up. Should I really? Because Whitney and I were trying to figure out who we should like tell and invite and stuff. And we, we were just like, whatever. All right. I understand. I bet you told your yeah. family. Uh, I told my parents and Whitney told her parents and whatever outside of that happened. Well, thanks for the invite, Scott. Andrew's, I thought we were friends. What has a year, a year plus of podcasting been for, if not to be invited to this dedication? I know. You know now that all of this is being said out loud, we 100% should have told y'all. Because also, Andrew is preaching today. So, Well, it's still not too late. It's 6 a.m. Uh, yeah, come on. We're doing it at the 11 o'clock one. There we go. You know, make I mean, go. I'm sure if you went and told Natalie right now, hey, we're going to Idlewild, she would be all for it. I bet she would be. I, I honestly think she would be. I think she, if she knew that and what was going on, I think she'd be about it. So, yeah, we'll but see. We wouldn't, we wouldn't be able to do anything afterwards or anything because we're celebrating my birthday with family. So, oh, it's fine. Um, 
It's fine. Where are you guys going? My house. I'll be there. Perfect. But what has a year of podcasting done if not to get invited <laughs> to your family birthday party? I, I played golf with you on my actual birthday and not my family. So, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad and appreciated that. You and go. then you freaking wrecked us. So, yeah. Gosh, it was so frustrating. I don't know why I record podcast stuff in the weeks <laughs> you beat us. Like, but. I don't know. I'm trying to. That's the other thing, too. I talked to my counselor about, and we won't go too into it, but it was like, I think I'm on this on this plane of trying to find the balance between arrogance and confidence Mm -hmm. and like with golf and stuff and y'all like I hope I'm not swaying too far into the arrogance side dude (laughs) not at all not at all you hit a you you will hit like a 300 yard drive and be like all right let's go (laughs) arrogance would be rubbing in our face the entire time so oh yeah that's fair I get arrogant and I suck at it but I do it for comedic effect because I know I suck at it. You know, there you go. Self-deprecating it all comes back full circle. <laughs> yes, exactly. So I, I, uh, I do want to be good at golf though. It just takes so much yeah. time and money. I don't, it's, I mean, just set aside like 10 grand for the next year to get lessons and golf rounds and all of that and be good to go. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm just kind of holding out hope. I'm like, I'm 26 now. By the time I'm 36, my kids will be 10 and 8. By then, they're going to be self-sufficient, and I can go play golf. Yeah, well, I mean, Tiger Woods started playing golf when he was two, so. And we did go see when we played golf uh, last week. We, there was a family in front of us. Yep. Dad took his three kids out. That is true. That is true. Yeah. All What's right. going to be the key is when I start teaching Eleanor and you start teaching your kids, and then mm. my kid beats your kid. Right. that's gonna be the real dad thing i, I have hope for my child i'm not gonna teach <laughs> i'm gonna let my dad teach levi i'm not teaching levi there you go why why instill bad habits in him man that's deep but yeah maybe next time we go maybe maybe we should go and go halfway and either go to top golf or play nine like somewhere in between us and then yeah i honestly think levi could do well on a golf cart yeah he would have fun when i was i, I don't know how old i was maybe six or seven my dad took me golfing and I, one of the things I remember was like not, I was driving the golf cart and I mm-hmm. smushed somebody between two golf carts. Like they were like <laughs> parked, getting their clubs out, you know, for the, yeah. for the hole. And like, I came up behind them and did not break and I just hit them. <laughs> I feel like I remember that. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that sounds like a memory that would be ingrained in your memory. The core memory. Yeah. That's hilarious. I'm sure he was very happy about that for the rest of uh, his yeah. golf like, game. Yep. That's the way it goes. My dad started us on like par threes. We'd go on like on vacation. We'd like see a par three nearby and he'd want to go play. There you but go. I think I was probably 10 or so. I don't know. My dad tried to get us into it in middle school. and I just never showed any really type of, I don't know, gusto about it. Probably until closer to college. Yeah. But we used to play... An, I used to love up in Atlanta Lakes, uh, Lutz. There was a Lutz executive, like part three, that I loved. But yeah, that course was so fun. I don't know why they, well, I do know why they tore it down to build a freaking neighborhood. No, I mean, I'm sure it's not the most money making venture out there, but yeah, that land was probably money making for them. Yeah, for sure. Especially now, there's like 18 different projects going in right there. There's a right there at 
Well, I guess it's not off Livingston. It was a Livingston and uh, County Line. There's a Publix going in. Yeah. That we're doing some stuff for. Oh, wow. Yeah. The cool part about my job is that we do see all the development coming. There you go. You get to see where all the new Culver's are coming in. Insider scoop. <laughs> um, in terms of Culver's, it really is a scoop. We should... Uh... We should open up an ice cream shop called Insider Scoop, where you go in and eat ice cream, but then also get insider trading tips and tricks. I can guarantee you, I can guarantee you, um, I typed an ice cream, uh, ice cream shop called uh, Insider Trading, Insider Scoop. Inside Scoop. Inside Scoop. You you know 100%. Yeah, 100%. There's one here in Bradenton. There's like three here in the area. Um, what in Bradenton? Yeah, just Frick. around me. So, wow, dang, yeah. I thought I was so original. Isn't <clears throat> that just life? You think you have the most original idea, and then just quick Google search shows you there's thousands of other people just like you. I mean, Inside Scoop is not a far reach, though. I bet, and <laughs> there's been a lot of similar conversations like this. Though, our the idea to do a brand called Let's Just Play Nine, very original. I, I almost I'm this close to buying a custom hat that says let's just play nine, but I can't get the can't get the text right, you know. I feel you. That logo okay. right. Well, if you cop one, cop one for me too. All right, sounds good. All right. Well, this has been fun. We didn't do an intro, but we'll do an outro. Thanks for listening to Decent Dialogue this week. Hope hope you guys have a good week out there. Yeah, my name is Greg. This is Scott. Um, Welcome to Decent Dialogue. We'll see you next week. Welcome and goodbye. Bye. Peace.